going on, everybody? New listeners and current listeners, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Culture to Christ podcast. We are your hosts, Alex and Aaron. Thank you for joining us again today, guys. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts as well. And let us know what you think. We read all the comments. And thank you so far for engaging in our content. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you for joining the journey. Aaron, how's it going, my man? I'm doing good, man. I got to give a quick birthday shout out to my mom. Big hey, birthday. You know, happy birthday. My biggest supporter. You know, love her so much. Uh, one thing that uh, we don't do enough, we don't like... We don't tell our moms how much we love them, you know. So I gotta gotta say that before it's we start. Mo- and it's your mom's <laughs> it's your mom's birthday today. Yeah. And guess whose birthday it is for me? Who? It's my sister's birthday today. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, but what are the chances? No chances. God is good. <laughs> God is good, and brings us <laughs> here today. That's amazing, man. You and I didn't even know that till now. Um. So that's awesome to hear. Happy birthday to her and your family. What do you guys usually do for her birthday? Uh, usually, well, now it's it's a bit different. Like sometimes we'll go on a trip, or we'll be. Uh, I think we're just gonna go. You ain't for going a nice nowhere dinner. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just go for a nice dinner. Uh, probably like she usually likes either sushi or steak, so something nice like that. But. Your favorite animals. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should get into that, eh? How does that happen? Well, my favorite animals. Your favorite animal. We're talking about. Um, yeah, you're you're you don't you didn't grow up in relationships with animals and having pets <laughs> stuff like that. I always asked you if you wanted a dog. You told me your sister had a dog one time. So you go into that how your sister had a dog and you're like, "Nah, we just didn't." She tried so hard and your family's like, "No, it's not for us." <laughs> yeah. Go. I feel like you should tell them. You should tell. So them. basically when my sister got a dog, uh she wanted one bad Be- because we didn't grow up uh having like having a dog or having a cat we had only like fish so did you like the amount of attention you have to give to a fish is not like you know raising a dog that's not a pet okay if you think your fish are pets come on yeah so then i was just i was tired of always like hearing the dog like run around and like bark and make noises like taking it on walks like you are you have to put in a lot of work and care right and i just i didn't have that in me and like you know it was just more of a it felt like more of a of a hassle to take care of. So, so dogs are yeah a lot of responsibility. Not cats. Cats are that's why some people get cats because they the cats do their own thing. They go off. They find what they have to kill. Whatever they come back at night, take a shit on the thing, and they go about the day. But dogs are yeah a lot of work. So that's when I I asked you, what is your favorite animal? <laughs> What'd you say? I said either t- tuna or a Japanese cow. <laughs> 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 like a wagyu a nice wagyu beef comes from a japanese cow right so like a kobe kobe cow and uh and a tuna are my favorite animals we just lost all the plant-based and vegan <laughs> listeners they are no longer listening to our podcast <laughs> but you know why i say tuna is my favorite animal like one of them that and the, so the tuna because you love swimming <laughs> so the the tuna makes like my favorite sushi which is toro so like that the, the best cut of of uh the tuna is toro, and without without a tuna, we wouldn't be able to have toro, o toro, like really good sashimi and sushi. So, like I can really connect with those two animals the best. <laughs> you can <laughs> you you connect with them in your belly. You just really feel good when it's ingested into your digestive system after a nice meal. You share on your Instagram stories, uh, because you're you're a food guy. Like you know good food and good restaurants. Yeah, and I, I'm sure people like the stuff that you share because you like the stuff you share. Like you share some meals. 
Like you like to eat. You're very and you're very like critical of certain places. Like have you always also been like that? Like really good knowing food and spots and stuff like that. Like did you always have an inkling to that? I can see you having a restaurant. Yeah. I, so when I was young, I'd always watch Food Network. And then Diners and Drive-Ins and Dives was like my favorite. So that was like one of my favorite shows when I was younger. So anytime I was eating a meal, I'd put that show on because it makes the food taste better. And whenever I would go to the States, I'd want to try those restaurants that they were featuring. So this is like, like, like that's a big, that's a big uh, reason why I think I was so into food because before social media, that was the only way I would find out about different spots mm. through Food Network, right? So now it's just like when you say like I'm very critical or particular, like I just when we go out to eat, like you've you've been out to eat with me, I just want to make sure that the food is on point. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, like yo, you're paying for it, so mm-hmm. you want the quality uh, quality to be good, right? Yes, and those fries at the arena <laughs> just aren't hitting it. The fries at the arena just are always for some reason their last year's batch. <laughs> yeah, right. The well, amount. we pay what nine thousand a team, so yeah. they better be good, better right? Be the good. fries. Um, and 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 saying that. Um, today I found out my dog, so I am an animal lover. I love dogs. I've always had a dog in my life. Um, but it's, it's, it's ironic because today on your mom's birthday, my sister's birthday, um, my dog, Hershey Rottweiler, I found out today at the vet, she has bone cancer. Um, so that's something today that I've been going through, reflecting on. Um, for me, my dog's always been that check for me of wanting to take care of something else, right? Don't have a family yet. So it's just like that was something for me is taking care of her, spending time with her, her always being happy, you know, going on our walks during COVID, especially like we went on, like I, like she took me on walks. Like I, she hadn't walked that much her whole life. So it was good during that time. Cause you know, you're staying at home all day. We went on walks all, all the time, but yeah, today she's been limping a lot. So she's like, like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both of you guys are down. You can relate. You don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to pray you don't have anything worse than that. Right. Um, so yeah, she's going to have to go through some kind of possible treatment, maybe amputate her leg um, or it spreads. And that's kind of it. You know, it's a, it's a dog's life. It's a hard thing, but yeah, she, she, she got me through some times, some definitely tough times. Um, I always like seeing that on your stories whenever you go for walks with her. It's just like, it's peaceful because then, you know, like you, you talk about different things that, you know, you're going through mm-hmm. and like when you're with your dog walking it, I think that, uh, you know, it shows that how much you care because you're always posting that whenever you're, you're out with your dog. It's something that's, uh, it's nice to see. Yeah. And it taught me, like I had to work on it. Like it was a simplicity of life of just going for a walk because, when I was in the world and in my in my troubles and in my struggles, whatever, trying to figure out my life, I'd take her on walks, maybe short walks. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know what? Like, let me go outside. Let me go, go and explore my area a bit more. And it was very therapeutic for me. She enjoyed it. She loves squirrels and different animals, etc. But it was very healing for me. So I was very grateful to have her in my life. And she's still around right now, so I'm taking as much videos as I can. Um, but yeah, that's something that hit home, hits home for me because. Uh, my sister's the one that first brought Hershey to me and, you know, I had her since a puppy and yeah, Rottweilers are just, uh, you know, I, I'll share a bunch of Rottweiler stuff on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, moving on, it goes to show you guys too, that Aaron and I are, you know, you and I are different in terms of things that we even enjoy, right? Aaron loves to ingest animals. I like taking for walks. <laughs> no, I, I, like I wish I could be a dog person yeah. because like, at I, least I, you're, I at see least like, you're honest about it. Like yeah. you're not like, oh yeah. Cause there's a lot of people that. They, they have dogs, they get dogs, and they think it's going to be fun. 
Like it's just like for Instagram. And they treat them like shit. Like I know so them. many people that they, like they don't treat them like how you do. They don't. So like yeah. I, I look at it like what's the point of even having your dog? It's a just lot like, of people do that. They get a dog even during COVID, right? Like a lot of dogs were adopted because people were at home and bored. They had nothing to do. So they get these dogs and it's a, it's a, it's a work 24-7. Like you can't go on a weekend trip. You, your dog's at home. You're going to leave him in the crate. He's going to shit in the crate and you're, he's going to sit in his shit. Like that's why so many people actually get dogs and eventually realize, wow, I don't really want to take care of something else other than myself. You know, I have all these things to do and they bring them to pounds and stuff yeah. like that. Like right? when my sister had our dog when she was working, uh, like it was, it would have to be either me or my brother taking the, the dog out for walks and I wouldn't want to do it. So I'd be like, hey, Matt, you go to it. And then yeah. it got to the point where like, okay, since you're not taking care of it to my sister, you got to get rid of it. Right. Yeah. So. And that's life, but appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Um, moving forward now, we're going to in previous episodes, things that were on your mind you wanted to recap for people. Previous episodes, we talked about Kanye West, his brand, things that you learned you wanted to share with people today um, based on the the fear of God. So you can touch on that for people. Yeah. So w- that's one thing that we didn't get to uh, get. We talked about a lot of things that day. So it's, it's obviously impossible to cover everything. It's a lot of interviews that he talked about his relationship and his walk with Christ. So the one thing that I really wanted to say uh, from watching those interviews was how he talked about, I only fear God because the interviewer, big boy, he kept trying to ask the question of, well, aren't you scared that if you're talking about God, you know, your music's not going to sell. Or people aren't going to like you anymore. Aren't you scared that if you're uh, supporting Trump, that, you know, the black community, they're not going to be behind you? And that's when Kanye just stood up and said, I only fear God. I don't fear what you guys want me to fear, what culture wants us to fear. So that was a big point where we can all relate to that. Like even our podcast right now, Culture to Christ, there's going to be people who are asking us, like, why can't you guys just talk about culture? Like, isn't that the safer route? It's more applicable to everyone. And it's like, no, like, this is something that we, we, we stand up for. This is something that we want to promote. We want it to help others. And it's like, it's bigger than you and I. So that whole thing of you shouldn't have the fear that culture wants to put on you. It's about getting past that, you know, with the relationship with God. So I know you want to talk about that as well, like how culture likes to make us scared to stand up for certain things that we believe in and that, you know, we fight for. And it's because it's very contradicting, right, when you you choose the word of God over everything. It's very difficult because you and I grew up without it for such a long time. And it's literally a perspective shift, right? That's why I have empathy for others that don't see my perspective, the perspective of Jesus Christ. Um, because I lived in the world for so long, so I understand it, right? I never want it to be where it's, you're you're wrong, you don't know what you're doing. It's more like, let's have a conversation so you can understand my story. That's why during these podcasts, guys, Aaron and I will give our own testimonies because we're not going to pretend like we're on some pedestal that we're saved and we won or we're going to heaven, ha-ha. It's like, look at the life we lived before we came to Christ. Look at the life we lived in the the struggles and the trauma we went through. And if you remember, so this was uh, Kanye's uh, second album, I want to say, when he came out with Jesus Walks. What, what did he say in that song? Kanye goes, if I talk about God, my records won't get played. He already knew from the start that him making a song with Jesus Walks was a risky move for him, especially at that time when, you know, he's not, he wasn't as big as he is uh, today. So him, like him declaring that from the start already showed you where his mindset was at. And then it took him how many, like, what, 15 years to finally 
uh, you know, put put all of all of the the negativity and you know the chains of culture locking him down of, of being held uh, being held as a, a slave in the industry to say, you know what, I'm giving my life to God. I'm gonna dedicate a full album to Him. Jesus is King. So it's just it, it's just nice to see how far he he's came right from from saying, you know. I, I was scared at one point to talk about, you know, my faith. Like, yeah, I did a song, Jesus Walks, but I wasn't living that that convicted lifestyle. Amen. And it, it strengthens us as well to have other Christians at, at that high of level with more scrutiny, more attacks, more judgment, right? From, like we said, Christians ourselves are going to be more judgmental. It, it inspires us to keep on this walk in this podcast because we're going to talk where Aaron and I aren't pastors, we're not preachers, we're not experts of the Bible, we're in the process, we're in the process with God, we believe in in wholeheartedly that we want to improve on it, but we have to take you guys through our cultured life and what we learn from culture to get you closer to Christ, and giving you all these different examples of these even big celebrities who lived for fame, right, lived without God, right, This the, the Hollywood celebrities, all that kind of stuff is very devil-worshipping, you know, choosing money, choosing clout over God. That's why God is not in the conversations nowadays. God is getting removed from even government practices, all that stuff. The the church hierarchy and all that stuff is getting taken away where morality is confusing now. We don't have a moral compass to go to, a set, a set foundation to go to when we're deciding what is good and what is bad. And, you know... Even uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah, exactly. Look at Justin Bieber. Like, look at how much trauma he dealt with Right when he didn't have God in the conversation, he was out. All, he was getting arrested. He was all over the news. Like that, basically, culture ridiculed him. They embarrassed him. Right? They're like, "This guy's done." Uh, you know, nobody messes with him. Like he's a troubled kid. And look what look he finally turned to God. And now, like you see, has like he's married now. He just looks so much more grounded. And he's like, he's promoting like the values that he'd want his kids. Like one day he's gonna have kids to to you know to have. And it's like, you, that's just, you see the growth from him having a relationship with God. And you just see the difference. If you go on his Instagram, like he's not the same type of, uh, of guy he was before. And those are two of like, probably the one, like two of the, the biggest artists, Kanye and Justin Bieber. And praise God, praise God for using them, like using their platform. And they're confident and brave enough to use the name Jesus Christ on their platform because it gets people to do a Google search. Well, who is Jesus? What is this Jesus? What is religion? Just to get that idea out there, get people thinking about it more. Because these guys have millions. They have fa- tons of followers. They've done all these things, yet they claim Jesus saved them. What did what did Jesus save them from? That's what I want even you guys to who are listening to think about. Why did they need Jesus Christ? Right? If, the, if you're looking at them and you're like, well, they have all these things and they're on the TV and... You know, they have all these ads and they have this money, cars and beautiful women. And they say, Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Ask yourself, why? What did Jesus save them from? What were they in bondage to? Right? What was going on behind the scenes that you don't see on mainstream media? And like, start asking questions about that. Because Jesus will take you away from the lies, the gaslighting, the life you think is cool and great. And take you somewhere where you can have the bountiful, peaceful growth of life, right? So even if you're not, you know, you're still grinding and, you know, you're not at their places, right? You're like, well, I mean, I don't have a lot of money. I'm grinding, whatever. Man, if you add that to your life, it shifts your mindset from like, man, I have to work, man, like to I get to work. Like instead of, oh, I have to go to work, it's like I have the opportunity to work. 
it shifts your your place from that you know what was me victim to like looking at the blessings of your life that it is this life was given to you by God and he's been blessing you with these things if you can change that perspective and start valuing the such little things because you see these celebrities right they get all these things they thought they wanted cars fame women girls drugs alcohol parties and yet all they wanted were the simple things why do you think Kanye moved to Wyoming get away he he wanted to he left LA to go to Wyoming for that peace of mind that you can't get in LA Mm-hmm. He, he talks about it like just living on a ranch all he does when he wakes up he go it's either he's recording music or he's looking up in the sky just you know because there's nothing else around him he doesn't want to be caught in in culture he wants to get away from it look at all the tweets he's, he did about the kardashians right they're trying to just break away from you know like the uh, the control he even said himself like get out everyone knows that it was based on my life and that's a tough thing like to know that Everyone on the outside is uh, outside looking in is looking at you like you're a puppet right now. So he had to stand up, and he couldn't have done that. He couldn't have done that without God. He says it all the time, and like Bieber, the same thing. Like Bieber would still be in that same situation if he didn't come to Christ. He would still be, you know, within in the culture and lost. So the the thing that Kanye kept saying in the interview as well is Jesus already won the war. He died for our sins. So. What like the things that we look at from uh, whether you're a Christian or not, Jesus is saving lives, and when he kept saying Jesus already won the war, that means me and you we don't have to do we don't have to go through the pain and suffering that Jesus already did, right? The problems that we think are are problems here they're not problems, right? And the 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 biggest thing uh. uh one of the biggest things that Kanye said when he kept saying Jesus won the war, because big boy, he was kind of confused by that. Like, what, what do you mean Jesus already won the war? It's because when he died for our sins, that gave us a chance to go to heaven. That's what it means. Amen. He lived a perfect life, lived a life without sin, and they still crucified him. And crucifixions back in the day, that was the most gruesome way to kill somebody, Right. The most gruesome way was the crucifix during that time. And he suffered for us. And he knew it's what he came for. Right? Father, forgive them, for they do not know. Right? They don't even know the sacrifice I'm making. Even there's a story about the Barabbas. So when Jesus was going to get crucified, there was somebody else, Barabbas, who the world at the time, the people during that time, they loved him. He was a criminal. Life of sin. And... They traded Jesus Christ for Barabbas. And the irony is is that that's exactly what Jesus did for us. Like we are Barabbas, the one living in sin, do, committing crimes, maybe lying, manipulating, hurting How do you others. spell that? How do you spell Barabbas? Barabbas. B-A-R-A-B-A-S, I oh, believe. Because I asked that because there's a Mercedes Benz Barabbas. That's the highest line of like you know g wagons like they do well so brabus they customize benzes like crazy that? crazy things right so i was just wondering if that's the same type of spelling because that'd be a big coincidence i don't i don't think it would be a coincidence how do you spell that vehicle yeah, we'll look into that it's cool how do you spell that vehicle b-r-a-b-u-s oh okay no so I, I think i think the spelling different? is a bit different yeah okay. but yeah that's what happened right they 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 traded uh, you know, Jesus, you know, put him to the cross and give us Barabbas. He's for the people, for the culture at the time. And Jesus trying to help everybody cure people. You know, the church at the time didn't like him. And, you know, they did kill him. Um, but he already knew that. Like he chose disciples that he knew were going to betray him. 
right? He loved the one that was going to betray him and hated the one that was said, I'm not going to lie, and yet he did three times. And Jesus came and, like you said, won the war. He knew what he was doing. He came to live on this earth with us because he is God, to show you there's no other God. I am here. I will die, and then I will come and resurrect, and I will show you. Just to just, And he, when he dies, he gave us a chance to accept the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in which guides us, in which pushes, pushes us more to preach the gospel, to talk about Jesus, to talk about his love, his teachings. That's why for me, you know, during this podcast, it's inspired, inspired me more to read what Jesus talked about, right? Start there, because Christ, Christianity, starts with Jesus, right? So getting into the Word, if you guys have just started reading the Bible, I know I've talked about it before, but if you start reading the Bible, maybe you start with a background of who Jesus is um, on your searches wherever. We'll try to help you as much as we can as we go through our process in our faith. We should link the video to how the Bible works, yeah. right? That the Life Church video that. because it's so simplified we and it's amazing. That. Like even when I uh, when I watched the there's like three parts, it just made the Bible so much simpler for me to comprehend and understand. Because if I were to just pick up a Bible, like maybe what uh, when I got in when I started getting into my faith, I wouldn't know, you know what read the first page and just keep going it's hard to put that into context right exactly so like that video that we'll put in the description we'll get omer to put in the in, in the description that it'll be beneficial for people that yeah. they're, they're maybe curious because mm-hmm. it is huge because you can't read the bible from start to finish like you can't just open the book and then read it you're going to be so confused it's a compilation of 66 books in one right and and it expands over thousands of years um before jesus during Jesus' life, and then after he dies and moves on. Um, so, yeah, you can't... And also, too, guys, a lot of times it's like... There's a lot of, you know, manipulation in terms of religion and who's God to believe and who do you trust? And I always say to people, it's you and God first. Nobody else. Nobody else has to... You know, God can work directly through you. So just work on that on your own, on your own time. You don't have to be influenced. You don't have to think you're being manipulated by anybody pushed to think a certain way spend your own time doing your own research um, because that's the only way God will work through you start just you know and that's why sometimes too if you can if you read the word the Holy Spirit's powerful because you you, if you just read the book read the Bible but you don't read it through the Holy Spirit how Jesus wants us to be in in the word it's just a book like I can just read the words and be like okay whatever cool story but once you start living the experiences of life we go through certain experiences with God like when I read the Bible two years ago, it's completely different when I read it now. So take and your the time con- with that. The, even the concept of religion focuses too much on the rules, you know. And the rule, like when there's too guess many who didn't rules. Like rules. Guess who didn't like rules? Who? Jesus. Yeah. Guess who? Guess who was mad at religion? Guess who? When he, when he saw the synagogues and he and he he was so pissed off about how they're controlling and lying people using religion to mess with people's minds to take their money to keep them subdued, just follow the checklist. Jesus Jesus broke the broke the rules because he's like this is bullshit. You're lying, you're deceiving people. And even look in our school system. They make they make people study religion and the fact that, you know, that that's a that's a class and that's a course that everyone has to take in uh in going to a Catholic school. A lot of times because it's called religion, it puts people in that box that they feel that like what is is this a cult? Like there's already so many negative connotations with religion that that's why you were the first person that told me, Aaron, it's like don't focus so much on religion, focus on relationship with God. 
that comes first. And that, that just opened my eyes because I, I was one of those people who, when everyone, when everyone used to talk about religion, I used to be like, you know, that, that like, it, it's, it's a scam. Like I, I look at religion as, you know, there's so many, uh, you hear all the stories of pastors, priests, uh, priests that are, you know, doing the bad things like, uh, molesting kids or pa- different pastors flying around in G5s, so evangelists, all these, all these stories. So that's what turned me off. And then when I just uh, thought about having a relationship, my own relationship with God, that'll be different than your relationship. Like people listening, your relationship, all of our relationship with God is different. It's not to be judged. Everyone has a different journey. So it's just about building on that, you know, mm-hmm. S- slowly, but it's, it's about progression. It's never about perfection. You won't. It, it, you'll never have a perfect That's relationship. That's why it's done. That's why when you, so we say it's done. If we keep thinking we have to get to finally being perfect, we're saying, I'll be Jesus one day. Yeah. I'll just be Jesus. <laughs> we start to become our own gods, right? We're like, oh, I'm finally there. I have everything in control, all the Impossible. pieces. Impossible, right? So once you know that it's already done, like Kanye said, like Aaron mentioned, Kanye said, the war is over. It's already done. All I have to do now is follow him, and I will get to where he wants us to go. He doesn't want us to be on earth and that's it. Yeah, we can preach the gospel, show love to people, be kind to people after they have a conversation with us. It doesn't have to be about faith all the time, but you know what? That guy has a good vibe. You know, he makes you feel good about myself. He inspires me. He helps me out. Like he's not looking to drain me, lead me into toxic toxic life, toxic thinking, etc. So in going with that, we were talking about how, you know, we have different people you and I grew up, we didn't, you know, we had ideas of religion. We went to Catholic schools. We had the box cutter thing. Like, Jesus didn't work in my life during that time, right? Um, we're going to transition into somebody who grew up in that foundation of Christianity, having that foundation starting from the family first, from the foundation of your family, and not just a school system. And how powerful that can be for somebody who's going into the world and has the correct foundation the support system for both mom and dad and that being Steph Curry Steph Curry you know a successful basketball player currently not in the playoffs but you know has done great things overcome a lot of obstacles and has always been honest and open about his faith even when he's playing there's tons of videos out there we'll be sharing a video with you guys about his faith and how you see the the humility in his voice the way he expresses himself the way he talks about his family, how he, what what are his priorities first? So his priorities are, he said, God, you know, how he is in relationship with his God, with God in his faith, his children, his wife, and then basketball. It was more something that was important to my parents, but I never really understood it. It was a decision that I needed to make for myself. I was kind of just kind of going with the with the flow, and. Eighth grade, uh, youth service pastor Jason, I remember his name. Something in his sermon, him being clear on for us as kids at that age that we can't live off our parents' faith. It has to be something that you experience for yourself and the decision that you make for yourself. So I felt a calling, went down to the altar, gave my life to Christ, and that became, you know, the beginning of my own personal journey. I think my faith, it's about the personal relationship more so than following a, a certain religious tradition or religious practice. Challenge you to make sure you eat your feet and your, your spirit with the right things versus what this world is throwing at us. And uh, Constant, constant battle. I'm, if I say I, I have it down, I, I'd be lying. It's, it's, a, it's a constant uh, 
challenge to, to figure that out. So, and it's only that much more serious because I have three kids that are going to be watching every move that we make. He has that perspective shift that gives him the strength he needs to then perform at basketball. And you see what he's overcome, the injuries, the successes, the NBA championships, starting with one team and growing from that. So, you know, for me seeing, you know, you obviously I've done more research in, in, in Kanye and seeing the destruction and, you know, losing parents and, you know, separated parents and how that can make it difficult. You know, Justin Bieber, same thing, right? His parents weren't together growing up, different, you know, um, situations happened, but Steph Curry grew up with two parents who are Christians who believe in that in the foundation, but also giving him the freedom to learn for himself. So in terms of that, what is it for Steph Curry for you that kind of gives you that more solidarity in perspective from say Kanye West or Justin Bieber? Yeah. So two, like three totally different uh, circumstances, right. And uh, walks in life in, in regards to their faith because like what you said they 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 came, Justin Justin Bieber and Kanye came to God in a different way that Steph did because he really had that foundation there but one thing i really admire about Steph is how he says that i he plays for God all of his success is not for himself it doesn't come from him it all comes from God every time he makes a basket every time he makes a free throw looks up and points to God and you know culture and you know, different uh, broadcasters and the NBA—they don't like to—they don't like to talk about that. They like to talk about Steph Curry's talent, about oh, he's an amazing—he's the greatest shooter of all time. You know, he's—he's—he's uh, like he's, he's so skilled. They don't like to talk about how he gives all of his glory to God, right? Culture doesn't like to emphasize that. They just like to make it seem that it's all Steph Curry's talent. Even though in that video that, you know, that you guys just, just heard some clips, and I suggest we'll link it below. Omer will put the link in the description. You guys can watch it all. I highly suggest it because whether you're a Steph Curry fan or not, it'll see, it'll show you his perspective of like the greatest shooter. Who is he playing for? Every like On his shoes, if you read his souls, he writes, I can do all things through Christ. So... As soon as he steps on the court, he knows he's not playing for himself. He's not playing for the, like he's playing for the Warriors, but he's playing for God. So anything, all the blessings that he gets from the sport, the the money, the fame, you know, the, the beautiful, the family, all, all those like tangible things, he knows that it's, it's came from his relationship with God because that's who he plays for. And uh, the big thing about, about Steph Curry that I admire is when you watch his interviews, it's never about him. He always gives the credit to his teammates. You know, it's he's one of like the most humble people. Just from uh, from interviews, I, you know, you see other guys in the NBA who it's always about them, right? And you, you don't get that vibe from from Steph because you know he's just he's at a different place spiritually, right? You sense a groundedness from him. He's grounded. It's kind of like how you and I feel now, where we're grounded. There's no need to like we have to get somewhere. We have to elevate. We're not living in a place from a constant place of anxiety or the fear of the future, right? When you fear God, you don't fear the world, right? And you, I can have watching some of the videos and you sense that peace from him, right? Where he has his craft, right? You have those pieces in place where you can build a lifestyle, you know, garnered from God that can give you peace. You know, he's working on his craft, he has his family supporting him, right? That Christian value mindset the, that keeps him accountable 
Um, I like that he's honest about his, you know, his slip ups and things he struggles with. The one thing that you and I always like is people are able to talk about what they struggle with, right? What what are their testimonies? Like what brings them closer to God, right? And there's a lot of temptation that he goes through. Like in the NBA, when these guys are on the road, especially being Steph Curry, imagine like the, the you know, just the women that are being thrown at him, right? Even uh, remember it came out in the media that uh, his wife was saying, I feel like I don't get enough attention. So even that is just like a challenging him as a Christian man, knowing that, you know, that's how your wife feels, that she's not getting attention from other from other men. And you're thinking that you we have two beautiful, two beautiful children, you know, like I'm one of the best players in the NBA and you're my wife and you still feel that you're not getting attention that can trigger you. Right. Yeah, when I heard that, I lost my mind. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right, and obviously, there's it, there's obviously deeper things. Like we'll never know what's going on between them two, but in the grand scheme of things, you look at it. You know, coming from a Christian family, Christian values, you don't want your wife going on red table talk on a on a show where millions of people see it, and you're telling everyone, the whole world, that you want more attention from maybe him or other men. And who's the host of Red Table Talk? You told me Jada Pinkett Smith. So who, go figure. Right? Go figure, right? You know, if we talk, we'll talk. Get, we'll get into witchcraft and that kind of stuff, where it's just you know unbelievers and people that want to, you know, we have we find ways to justify all these different things we do. Right? When we live in a world of feelings, we can feel our way out of anything, any situation. We can justify because of our feelings or an unwillingness to work on ourselves with God, and. We tend to abuse others. So, yeah, when I when I heard that, I'm like, you know, okay, maybe, you know, maybe Steph did something. But then again, like, if he did something, you it's the, it's the person. It's two people working on it in covenant, in marriage. And nowadays things not come on out. on the media. If he did something, like, nowadays yeah. things come out. Like, you know, it's 2020. TMZ, is, TMZ knows before the police, before government, before anybody. They're the first to the source, right? But I like when you, like, when you said, you know, I still slip up showing his vulnerabilities because the temptation that he deals with is on an, on another level, and right? Yeah, we have to empathize with that because we have to think about, okay, you know, an attractive man, a lot of money, a lot of success, he's on TV all the time. Like, if you have beautiful women throwing themselves at you 24-7, of course you got to be smart and don't go to those areas anymore. Like, you don't go to the club with the boys. Don't go to the strip club. Obviously, you're in a marriage. Don't go to strip clubs. Don't go to strip, strip clubs single. Like, I'm, I don't go to that stuff now, but... You got to make sure, like, you don't go to those certain areas. But then you also have to have some kind of empathy where you're like, I don't know what it's like to have that such fame and success where all those things are being thrown at you 24-7. And, you know, maybe you're having a bad road trip or you and your wife in an argument, or, you know, things get stale and you get weak or you have a couple beers and things happen, right? So you have to know it's always a process, too, where, you know, like we said, we, you can't have that Christian scorecard, right? We're trying to be perfect all the time. We're... Yeah, you know, once you humble yourself to know that I'm nothing, God is everything, I'm going to slip up, you can then, you know, ease yourself away because people will just attack you. The higher you get, the more people want to attack you and judge you. And the stronger your relationship is with God, the harder the devil works, you know, to break you down and get you back into that lifestyle that you're trying to get away from. Because like, you know, especially when, you know, you're always praying to God for, you know, for to keep you safe and keep you away from temptation or that the devil, when he works overtime, he puts different, different people, different, you know, obstacles to make you slip up. Right. And, you know, that's, that's one thing where everyone, me, myself, Alex, like just because we're up here talking about, you know, culture to Christ, 
it doesn't mean we don't go through the same things that everyone goes through, right? And it's like, it's even now like having this podcast, it puts, like I told you this before, Alex, this makes me more accountable for my actions even more than when, before we had this podcast because I don't want to look like that hypocrite. I don't want to look like I'm a walking contradiction of the things that I'm saying now and, you know, someone sees me doing something that's, you know, that I shouldn't be doing. So, you know, you uh, you you have to decide sometimes for yourself what type of standards are you going to live by? What type, like, how are you going to hold yourself accountable? What type of discipline are you going to have in anything, in your workplace, whether you play sports or not? You know, your outside hobbies, things you're pursuing. There's different disciplines that you can take away. And that's one thing about Christianity that, I, like, it's, it's, it's a lot that you can learn from because the, the things in the Bible are things that keep you accountable and disciplined, right? It's yeah. a very hard lifestyle to live. The, one of the hardest things to do, probably the hardest thing to do because there's so many things you have to be mindful of. But it it's goes a practice. back. It, it's a practice, yeah. Yeah, it's a practice. That's why it's you and I improve over time. Like you and I have been talking about this for a long time and we've both seen each other improve. Our conversations improve with one another, how we speak and everything, all the things we think about, like, hey, let's be positive in here. Like, you know what I mean? We got to see the growth, how God works. We have to let go of our control. We're so used to control all the time. And now it's like, well, we basically have to do it different. We have to do everything different. We have to swap because I'm no longer me. I'm saved through, through Jesus, through the blood of Christ. You know, I think differently. I want to be different. And we have to live to that standard where the Bible is good. It's 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 strong. It has a foundation. Um, the reason it's lasted is because it works. Because it's 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 the truth, right? And we want people to get back into truth and away from the lies of media, the lies of culture, the lies of your feelings, the things that are validated that don't have validation. They shouldn't be your steering wheel, your energy to drive through. Aaron and I did that with ourselves, right? Through our traumas and things that we learned. We just took hold in ourselves and like we could control things and it doesn't come from a healthy, loving place. It comes from a place of bitterness, resentment, getting back, you know, wanting to prove something to somebody else. It doesn't come from a loving place of confidence, of true peace, right? We look at Steph Curry and all the successes he has. He has every reason to be, to do worse, do worse things. He has all the money, tons of money. He can do whatever he wants. All he can, the fame. He can get into any kind of, yeah, any any kind of venture. He can stop playing basketball and get into different ventures, do different things. He has every reason to be away from God. Every reason to say God doesn't exist. I can I can do so many things. I can manipulate people, do this, do that. I have money. Yet he still says, you know what? I have my, my wife, my kids. I humble myself. You know, he comes from that Christian foundation, and I'm happy that he talks about it on video to people. And we always say that never gets attention. Right in the Let's news, get into that. we get into that. That doesn't never gets attention, because in, the, in today's media, it's driven by fear, not fear of God, fear of the world, fear of you dying, fear of this happening, this getting taken away from you. You're gonna get sued. You're gonna get attacked. You're gonna die from COVID. Stay inside. Everything is driven from fear. We're we're pushing out fear to control people, right? And good things, godly things, loving things aren't clickbait anymore you know you know like uh, one i want to have a specific example of how culture doesn't want to give any recognition to christ and and to god is because there's clips right on youtube of after steph curry makes a shot uh reggie miller who's the commentator you know so before you know when they before they go to commercial break they show like a slow-mo of like the last crazy play and then they reggie miller would talk over it or the whoever the uh the announcer is would be like for kobe like mamba there goes that man right so when when steph hit a shot uh reggie miller goes he goes 
Steph Curry three and he points to the sky, right? Because he's but they don't want to say he's like he Steph says himself every basket I make I point up I thank God because that wouldn't be possible without him. He's not thank looking the to sky. the sky. Thank the clouds and the blue colors. I just love blue, my favorite color. But you see, like that, those are the things that culture tries to suppress. Like. Just say the truth. Like Steph Curry said, said it out of his own mouth. I'm thank God after every basket I make, and he trusts me. He's made a lot of baskets, right? Yeah, I, and he doesn't forget. He doesn't forget every time. It's thank God, and people don't want to say, "Oh, he's thanking God," because that's it's so crazy nowadays. Because we want inclusion, we want everyone, everyone to be accepted and loved. But now God's like doesn't have any doesn't he the creator of all the reason why we have like well being and we have a moral compass. Our laws are based off off the Bible. The law, a law has to come up. Why is this a good law? Well, let's go to the Word of God. Like that's the reason why we have laws because it has to refer to something. How do we know this law is good? Uh, well, we have, well, we have to know God. Okay, what does the Word of God say? And yet now we want to take away God. If we take away God. We take away. That's why laws are being changed. Things are being changed to a different mindset, a different idea, a devil way of thinking. The world is taking away from God. We want inclusion of all these different things. Yet now God is getting rid of the conversation. You're you're confused. You're lost. You're anxious. People don't want to talk about these certain things now because the world is changing. And that's the why Antichrist he, is coming. And even Kanye, he said, I had to, I had to name the album Jesus is King. So even People if you know. don't, even if you don't believe in Jesus, you still the biggest critics still have to write in their tabloids Jesus is King. So that's a that's a victory for him. It that's a, a W. And that's why. So say, that's why that album. It's it's good. I'm so happy he named it that. So whether you hate whether you hate Kanye or not, or whether you dislike what he's trying to promote, you have to say his name. So that's a, it's a win. And that's why people when they get upset, they still say Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. even in the anger, even in hatred, his name is said. Even when you're pissed off, Christ, he's still the front. F- like you can't. It's in the Bible too. When uh, Paul was in. Um, in prison, they said, even if they use his name in vain, it's still a victory because his name is being said. You can't get rid of Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. There's nothing you can do. That's why there's people that are putting their lives on the line. Around the world, you have people in, in China, Muslims and Christians being told that their God, their religion has to be destroyed. You're now worshiping the government. And people are just dying. They're just dying to get this back. People love to line up for iPhones. You got people around the world that just want to line up for a Bible because it's all they have left because truth is now being distorted. We have multiple truths. The problem with you live your life, bro, all good, you do you, is now we have different truths. We have people with different ideas and different ideologies, and that causes chaos. That causes more destruction. We wouldn't be able to do this podcast in other parts of the world. No. Like, we would get killed, literally. So, like, like... Why wouldn't we use our platform and this time and our freedom, you know, to bring people to a place that they're better that they're better off in, right? Hundred percent. There's so many ways you can benefit benefit from, you know, giving your giving your life to Jesus and being saved in anything that you do, and it's like the reason why we have so many examples, like where we went from Kanye to Bieber to uh, Steph, is because these are people in the culture that we all look up to, idolize, you know, like. I know the word idol, idolize is a strong word and you shouldn't be idolizing any any uh, man. But, you know, like we've all at one point in our lives idolized like these type of, uh, you know, athletes we, or we celebrities. Talk, we talked about before and, being inspired. It's yeah, okay it's inspired. inspired. Yeah, it's okay to be inspired and look to these guys, you know, admire what they're what they do. Because like Steph, he's so talented, but so much of the focus from culture and from media is on the talent and not about where does that talent come from? 
he he keeps thanking God for it, but obviously you want to suppress that and not give that glory to God. You want to just say it's because he shoots a thousand balls. Yes, he probably puts in crazy hours, but it's still God-given talent. If God didn't bless Steph Curry with that talent, it doesn't matter how many times he's in the gym. It doesn't matter who your coaches are, right? It doesn't matter where you train, and that's in anything in life. My What God blessed me with, what God blessed you with, with God bless anybody, that's your own talent. That you, you having a relationship with him will bring that talent to the next level that you can't do. Nobody can help you with, right? But but God. So give him that glory. Give him that respect. Like it's it's uh it's it's a crazy time we live in because like even the mark of the beast, like the whole vaccine thing, it's just crazy how it's in the Bible, the mark of the beast, right? How many two thousand years ago? They talk about if you accept, like, beware of the mark of the beast. If you accept the mark of the beast, you can't get into heaven. And that's something like vaccines, people trying to put chips in you, like, to, to see uh, when, when you're making payments. It's all, it's all like, it's all about control. Like, what Alex keeps talking about, but the manipulation, the control, it's because nowadays the truth now, it's so, it's so suppressed that people, they don't know what to believe. They don't and know it's what scary. to believe, so you trust your government. You just look at the news and you go, okay, sounds good. Because we, once we, the biggest, the biggest scary thing for me is um, that some people believe they're good, and they have no, they serve no God, and that's the dangerous thing. When they talk about the antichrist, is they'll think they're doing good things and they're worshiping the devil. Because life without God is evil. Is life without God, right? So if you don't actually govern yourself from what God tells you to do, you're leading people astray. That's why it says accepting the mark of the beast. You're being tracked. You can't go somewhere. You're being controlled. You're getting a vaccine that Bill Gates is running and has data in it. It's tracking your heart rate, how your mind thinks. Like that stuff's not supposed to be in your body, right? Just know, you know, always do a background check on where these people come from, how they got their money, right? Are they are they so successful because they grinded so hard or because they live in the privilege? Aaron and I live in privilege. Okay, Canada, we live in the 1% of the world. Like you, you and I can go anywhere. We can do a, a Culture to Christ podcast and the cops aren't coming because we're talking about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, facts. Where people are getting killed for being Christians. But no one talks about that. People are being killed not based on the color of their skin, whatever, based on the truth of their spirit. Something you can't see. And they're being killed. They're being put in prison. They're being told they can't worship that. Worship your government. People are dying because they're getting used as guinea pigs for Bill Gates vaccines. Like, talk about that in India. How many people die in, in uh, Africa? These people are getting used as, you know, test baby, like test uh, test dummies for stuff that, you know, that, okay, uh, once it gets to North America or uh, developed countries, now it's deemed safe. Like, we got to wake up. Like, I hate to keep going back to that interview with Kanye, but Kanye, you know how he kept saying, wake up, culture. Wake up. Because it's because right? you have... These are guys that are, like, in the culture more than we are. And they're scared because yeah. they see what people are thinking, like, acting like... The world is... God is good. Like, God is good. Like, he made things good. So we have to continue with the source and go to the Heavenly Father for those good things to know, am I doing good things? Because I used to think I was a good person. Right, based on my worldly standard, on my ego, on my pride, on the results I got. I used to believe I was good. But when I started reading the word, I was like, Man, if God is good, what am I? Why did if we were good, Jesus wouldn't have to come. Christianity wouldn't exist. If we were good, right, we'd be living a sinless life. We wouldn't have to commit these things. We wouldn't have to manipulate people to make dollar signs, lie to people just to, so they can stay with us, whatever, whatever you're doing in life. There's a reason why like it's in history it's it's historic data that Jesus Christ existed 
that people wanted to then write about this because he did such miraculous things that the world in the time he was living didn't believe in. And they wanted to kill him for it because they wanted the control. So you have to ask yourself, are you going to worship your government or worship Jesus Christ? Because that is the, the tie of things now because we see how everything's for safety. Right now everyone's a health and safety expert with the mask and everything. Everyone knows health and what's important for us. Our government wants to help us as much as they can. Is it help or is it is it control? Is it suppressing us? Is it is it is it a plan that's slowly leading us into just submission, right? Because they never want to do things drastically. The devil is never quick. Sometimes he plans things over time. The devil is strategic. He plans. He organizes. Why does he do that? You know, everyone's thinking, well, this guy's talking about the devil, but why does he do that? Because he knows God. Because the devil used to be an angel and did and didn't want to follow God. Therefore, was sent down. He knows God exists, so he's like, I'm going to try to fuck shit up. I'm going to get whirly on it, but he's not, I'm going to try to fuck shit up here. I can't do it drastically, because if people can see it, they'll be like, whoa, this is crazy. But he can do it subtly. He can do it quietly, right? The, uh, the analogy where if you put a, a frog in water, and if you put it in hot water, it'll know and get out. If you put it in cold water, but put its temperature nice and slow, it'll boil. And eventually it doesn't know it's dying, and it'll just die in the water. So the devil is slow, it's calculated, it's planning. That's why sometimes when you get into a, a pattern of ill will and sinful behavior and you're lying, it happens over time. Like your evilness, your your bitterness, it like slowly grows over years and years. It's not just one day you become a piece of shit, an angry guy, whatever, you're trying to hurt other people or lie and steal. This thing this stuff builds and develops over time and it gets passed on generations like and it's learn. a bottomless pit it keeps yep. it keep you keep sinking lower 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 and then you feel that i can't get out like when i was gambling i felt that yo i i can't get out of this you know it's in me the devil is in me i need a place that bet like i can't go a day without betting you know and like when we talk about you bring it back to steph curry right guys of his caliber some people might feel like, you know, like, you know, Steph is something, I, someone I can't relate to because, you know, he has everything like he's, 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 he has an occupation that I'll never, I'll never be, I'll never be a professional basketball player. So how does that relate to me? And the point I want to make is the size of your assignment never determines your impact. So whatever you're doing, if you work at a grocery store, if you work retail, if you're a boss, a CEO of your company, whatever you're doing that 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 occupation doesn't determine the impact you can make in other people's lives, right? Whatever you do, if you always have that positive energy, you're like there's people that when I go into the the uh, supermarket, they're so they always have joy. Even at the rink, there's I know there's certain people that sharpen uh, your skates that are always in a good mood. I know the guy that I go to, he's all like every time I have good conversations with, with him because he's a good person and his job doesn't define who he is as a person. So he has a bigger impact than he knows because every time someone goes to him to get their skate sharpened, that guy, he's like, how are you doing today? He wants to talk to you. He wants to, you know, see like, you know, what, what are you up to? He's not just there sharpening skates, being a robot. So anything that you're doing, you can bring that love, that energy, the, the, the God-given gifts that he's blessed you with, bring it to whatever you're doing, right? Don't think that because, oh, I'm not Steph Curry. I'm not Kanye. I'm not Justin Bieber. It, my impact doesn't mean anything. So why should I even care about, you know, being a Christian or bringing these values? Uh, my, my, my life is, is, is worthless. No one looks up to me. And it's no, because you're, whatever you're doing, there's people that interact with you. There's people that you don't even know look up to you. 
how many people do like I know a bunch of people personally that they watch certain people's Instagrams that they don't even follow. We all know people like that. People have fake accounts. They go and creep other people because they're secretly admiring you. So what type of energy are you putting out in this world, right? And it's just, it's just something that, you know, like the different, we probably have, we have way more examples of, uh, you know, people that have came to, came to Christ at a time where they really need him. Like what you said, why do they need to get saved, Right. So. And, you, and that's you're so right because people don't think they have an impact anymore or because they don't have all the followers and because they don't have all the, the big money or the cool job to talk about they don't make an impact you can change someone's life in one conversation there could be one guy wanting to ha- like you know wanting to kill himself and you have that one conversation with them and like that's why you and I will get into other topics on this podcast about even you claim to be Christians, but there are many people who are of, of the love of Jesus Christ and don't even know it yet. They love the way God tells us to love and don't even know it yet and who they're serving and why. And when they get there, they're going to be so much more amplified to know this is why they care so much. This is why they have this standard. Like I ne- I remember growing up having a standard, not knowing why I felt the way I felt. And it was un- not understood by anybody else. I was like, I, sh- I followed this system because like it's right but I didn't know why I felt this way, why it was the code, this code was in me. And I started reading the word. I was like, ah, okay. Like, thank you. Now I know why. Like, this is why I was in conflict 24-7. Like, I had this code, but I didn't know where it came from. It came from heaven. It came from my father. It came from God. And I started reading the word. I was like, oh, thank the Lord. Like, literally, thank the Lord. I found, I finally had understanding and why I had this moral compass and why I wanted to do certain things. So it doesn't, Aaron's right. It doesn't matter what your job is, what your role is. You're, you're, you, you have an influence on people. Whether you have 10 followers, 1,000 followers, you're going to have influence. What are you going to put out into the world, you know, to lead people astray? Because it, there's not nothingness. Like, there's not nothingness. Because, like I said, we live in this privileged world right now. And in Canada, there's a lot of privileged thinking, I call it. Because we're very comfortable. When you live in Canada, you have all these freedoms, free health care, etc. Of course, there's different levels of struggle, financially, mentally, physically. But we live in such a, a beautiful place of privilege that we get used to comfort. And that's living in, we, like I say, we'll talk about strongholds eventually. But when we live in this such privilege, having God in your life will take away, this, like we said, the problems that are not problems. You know, I was watching Vice uh, a couple weeks ago and they did a story on... He's like a 22-year-old guy. Uh, he won the lottery. It was like crazy amount too, like maybe like 25 mil. And he still decided, I'm going to still work in the grocery store. And they asked her, like, wh- like, why do you still work there? And he's just like, because it br- like me winning this money won't bring me the type of friends and like the, uh, yeah, the friendships that he has at his workplace in the grocery store, that brings him joy. He said he loves interacting with the customers, with the people there. He's like, now that I have this money, like, why would I just stop and just go do what? Start like, you know, living like a crazy lifestyle that I'm not, I don't even know about, I'm not accustomed to. So that just goes to show you that it doesn't matter what you do in life, right? That that occupation does not define you as a person. There could be people who, you know, they they do the smallest things, but they make the biggest impact because everyone knows you as like that guy when I go get my meats at that deli he puts me in that great mood like I want to support that guy because every time I see him you know he brings me joy there's people like that in every walk of life and we can't overlook it overlook those people don't try to shit on somebody because maybe they're having a bad day at work too because you don't know what it's like in their situation 
and that's just being like coming from that honest place of being of humility that's lost today right now and nowadays like what i said before people always ask you what do you do for a living because they want to see this guy's a loser you know like he 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 has nothing that can help me it's always transactional right and once you start changing the way you think right you'll see other people look at you differently like there's people that i talk to now that people they like they were like oh i i never knew like you would even like reach like res- respond to my dm or you know like i get a lot of those and say like, it's true because before when when i had so many dms i would just i wouldn't even go through them all right i would just be like I'm not gonna re- I'm not gonna reply. But now, especially with this podcast, I see so many people reaching out, being like, "I want that relationship with God," and that that's like the goal of this. If we bring one listener every time, we, we're doing our job. Yeah. And there's there's always people who you know that they don't want to give you that uh, that respect or they they don't want to give you that uh, uh, the it's not validation, but they don't want to let it be known that they're listening to you or you know they follow you because it's their pride and ego that's in the way and those are the people that you have to uplift the most it's not you you can't go back at those people and try to you know one up them or try to you know to, to flex on those people it's like no it's like i, I want to try to even motivate you to a place where you know you're in a better spot than me even amen right we're not in competition with, like culture wants us to be always think we're in competition with each other when we're not like everyone has their own lane their own walk we like to we, we like to be in this in this mindset where I can't support this guy because then he's gonna outshine me. He's gonna get more successful than me, and it never works out like that. Like if you want to think money wise, there's enough money for everyone in this world. Like your dollar's not gonna stop someone else from getting his dollar. If, and if that's what you look at as success, it applies to anything. Someone getting a follower or followers uh, off of what they're doing, that's not gonna take away get you getting your own followers. So don't try to be narrow-minded and always think that I gotta outshine this person. I gotta, I gotta worry about like me. I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to help and support this person because I'm not where I want to be yet. Change that mindset. You know, worry about about bettering yourself, and it'll rub off on other people. And you and I know that personally because the reason, you know, Aaron and I are saying this to you guys is because we were those guys. We're not saying we never were those guys. We were those guys. You still have to catch. I'll be. Honest, I still catch, catch myself today. I catch myself every day. I'm scrolling on Instagram. Yep. When I didn't have Instagram, life was so much simpler. Now that I'm back, but I'm using it for a different platform. I have to constantly catch myself. I gotta mute certain things so I don't go back into that life of sin. Amen. And we have to. Yeah, and I know like that life of pride is like that competition of the world, and how we're 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 gauging things. Life is just like you said, transactional. We don't want to be just transactional anymore. Like for me, I, I live in the world of people. Like I work at Lululemon part-time. And I love helping people find clothes and putting smiles on people's faces. My goal is to is to exuberate my Holy Spirit into people's lives. Less about, oh, I, I got to educate and make sure I get the sale. I don't care about that. That's not my purpose in, in the world. I know that I'm going to get that customer coming back because how I looked at them and treated them as an individual first. I look at them as this is a person I'm going to make their day. They're going to rem- I have so many people that come in they remember me because I'm like, "Oh, this guy was positive. He was smiling." Like I know what it's like to be a customer and someone's pushing sales on you. It's an ingenuine unloving place. That's all about me, my money, me. It's not about we actually care about you. I go to people first. I'm a people person. I never have an idea of like, "Hmm, I got to get a sale out of this. I can get a client out of this." right? Even online training. Like I want it to be genuine. I don't need, like, I'm not trying to use people and transactional. Like when you, and you, 
that's why would, like Aaron and I know what it's like to live in that pride and ego. Like, but when you get into the word, it changes the value you bring into your work, into the things you do. It's no longer competing with a guy next to you who's in the same industry. Oh, you got to beat him for followers, get him clients, whatever. It's now just trying to bring people to Christ because being saved will bring you all the things, like we said, our bonuses that you strive for years to get. And they're just bonuses because God knows those who really trust him and worship him and give everything to him because he created you. Go to the source. If you want the answer to the issues, go to the source. And your blessings, like I love that thing where how you said your blessings come as bonuses because from you talking about that perspective at Lululemon, how they want to they want to make you think of I got increased sales, I got to get commission, this and that. When your mindset's already on, my blessings are gonna, are going to come outside of what you think that I'm going to be motivated by. I, the same thing when I worked at Champs, how they are always trying to push, you know, sell, uh, sell this the cleaners, like upsell them, sell socks, this and that. And my like at that time, I I was fueled by it because I was, you know, I was so lost and I was thinking like, oh, yes, I need to get commission, commission, right? And like that's like th- that applies to so many things in life, in like because culture always wants you to be hungry for that that monetary gain or you know, it's so get short points. term. Yes, it's a short term. You think it's a. It's a quick short-term fix for long-term suffering. That's not worth it. Like, I know, I'm not saying I don't appreciate my job and what I get to do. I do. It's, an, it's It was a new area for me being in retail, learning a new industry. But I know the long-term success is treating the person with respect first and validating who they are as human beings first rather than going first to the product. I go to people first because I know if that person feels respected, validated, um, the I read body language. If they don't want to be spoken to yet, I, I'll be around. They're going to respect that more than someone who's pushing an agenda based on, oh, my goals, the company's goals. I got to hit this. I got to say this. I got to ask these certain questions where it's like, I'm a human being. I'm good with people. I know when to say, what to say, how to say it because God guides me, right? God's my boss, right? So I want to tell, I don't want to tell people to, you know, disrespect your workplace. Like you still got to work hard. You still got to show up. But who's in your head telling you what to do? God's always guiding me. God is always the one guiding me. 100%. That's why for me, it's I never fear losing a job. I never fear getting fired. I, I only fear God. Only That's fear. our point, yeah, right? I, don't, I only fear God because I know what it's like to be without him and to fear everything else. It Life sucks. When I fear God, life is way better. And not to fear God because people are like, fear God. Like, why is he so scary? But it's a respecting thing. Like, people respect their parents. Like, when your dad gets angry, like, for people listening, maybe your dad got angry once in a while. You'd be like, whoa, I'm scared a bit. Like, it's a certain place where you got to fear the principles, fear his word, where if you read that things happen to those who want to do harm and bad things to others. There's no one gets away scot-free. There's those that commit things and do bad things to others that you might not have a criminal offense for, but it will come back eventually. And you carry that stuff with you. When, when, when people like people like to ask others, you know, what's your five-year plan or your 10-year plan? Like, what's your goal in life, right? And it's it's such a, a, a deep question because people always think career and they think of, you know, I got to be married at this time or, you know, I got to, I want to have a business by this age, right? And, you know, like when people ask me now, like if you were to ask me, like, what's my goal in life now? My goal in life is to bring as many people to Christ because I want to get to heaven. That's my goal. Like I can honestly say if there if you had two buttons in front of me right now that said 50 million or I get into heaven. 50 like million. 50 yeah. million. 
I'm just kidding. Uh, yo, I'm at the point where it's like, yo, I want to get into heaven mm-hmm. because I know, like, the I know the destruction, and I I know where you know where culture wants your mind mind to be trapped in, right? And that's that's not eternity, like. I I, I want to emphasize emphasize that so much because you know we hear about it all the time where people that we think we have it all they still they still lose it they or they they still feel trapped they're enslaved. So if I was to ask right? you, Aaron, why should I believe? Like, say someone's listening right now, like I'm taking some people are listening because you're only you're, they're saying I'm taking that fifty million because I got nothing. And so I I tell them that if you take that fifty million, right? What's your plan with that fifty million? What are you gonna What are you gonna use it for? If you take that fifty million and you have the mindset, I'm gonna help, like genuinely help help under under uh, privileged kids, you know, putting up basketball courts or getting them involved in the sports. This if you're using it for that, I say all all more power to you because you're you're using the right things. But I'd say ninety five percent of people, when you put that fifty million, what are they gonna use it for? For evil. They're gonna be do, like doing like the the same shit that you know that they see in rap videos, or they like you know they, they do the the culture the culture way of living, and I want people to elevate their minds, you know, think deeper, think think past that, where you know ha- life on earth is never gonna be as good as it is in heaven, like. Like I'm happy I'm at that place where because Amen. now now I'm at that place where every small thing is a blessing to me. Being here right now with you, seeing Omer, all these like this is a blessing for me. Where it's like I never, I, I never want to take that for granted. You know, Amen. when I see my parents, I never want to take them for granted. When I, when I, if I'm, when I'm able, like even right now, I'm dealing with an injury. That's this. My injury has brought me closer to God because that's taken away the thing I love doing the most, playing hockey. Right. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that real quick because you and I talked about that, right? We like you and I both love hockey. We love to play. It's part of our routine. Keeps our mental health in check. Keeps us from doing things we don't want to do. It's good exercise. And we were about to things started opening up. We had this podcast going. Hockey, our team started coming back again. We're getting back into that old routine. We talked about like our old before we started this venture, investing more in, in Christ with people and pushing it. And the arena's opened. Hockey's back up. And then what happened to you? And you can you can explain. Maybe the mindset shift on what you would have thought like if you didn't invest more time in God. Yeah. So, if anyone knows me, they know like I'm on the ice minimum five times five, a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> five to seven times a week. You know, like Monday. My, I won't even get into the schedule's hectic, right? Hockey wise, but like I'm on the ice a lot. If you know me, you know how much I play hockey, how much I love it, right? And. So during COVID, me and you were blessed enough to be able to play hockey twice a week, right? It was a blessing. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to Flores and Santino. Like that's, they, you. you know, that's a big thing because a lot of, like a lot of people, they weren't able to play hockey during COVID. Or you had the mayor of Brampton putting up the rank <laughs> with the boys, eh? <laughs> yeah. What's his name again? Patrick <laughs> Brown. Patrick Brown, eh? Get a little, hey fellas, don't worry, I'm the mayor. I can get you guys in the rink, eh? <laughs> yeah. A little, pass the puck around a little bit. So, uh, yeah. So we were lucky enough to play twice a week there. And uh, just last week when we were playing, uh, my own teammate, he uh, slid into me and then he sprained my meniscus. So I haven't been able to play for three weeks, right? And I was just telling Alex that if this happened to me before I was at the, at, at the point I am right now in my relationship with Christ, 
I would have snapped. I would like I wouldn't I'd be feeling like I'd be so down. I would be like, why is this happening to me? I'd feel like I'm the victim, right? But now I look at it as God is wants to really now test my faith. Aaron, how much do you believe in me? I'm taking away the thing you love the most, being able to play hockey. And now what are you gonna do to like are you still gonna honor me or are you gonna go back and like try to live a life of sin and try to de- uh, to denounce me and think that Air, like I, I'm back in control when Aaron's I'm not. World. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron's world, right? Yeah. So like right now I'm just in that place where it's like, you know, God's timing is better than mine. Like I'm happy. I'm happy to know that, you know, I, I'm going to be able to play when God wants me to play because my mindset should all, like my mindset right now is about building that relationship, getting closer, closer to him. Right. Like I said, in episode one, he breaks you down to build you up. And that's where Amen. I'm at right now. So this can apply to anybody. If, if you're dealing with an injury, you're dealing with like, you know, any any type of thing where you feel like, why is it me? Ask yourself, why isn't it you? Is God trying to speak to you, right? And it's the perfect time because now that we have this podcast going, God's telling me, Aaron, focus in on like what, what you're called to do. What's your purpose right now? My purpose is to put all my time and energy into into this podcast for it so other people can learn and benefit and reach out to us, you know, build that community, so amen it's all it's all his timing it's not my timing and that's the powerful thing because you got you god breaks down and gets rid of the strongholds like the things we we cling to for our sanity for our safety for our security for our comfort he breaks that shit down be like you don't need that you have me if you have me you have peace because you realize do you really have peace if you lose your job if you lose the relationship if my dog dies from cancer, right? Like, am I still going to have peace? I'll tell you right now, if I was with God and I had to take my dog and to the vet today and they said that they had bone cancer, I'd pretty be pretty fucked up. You know, I'd be all over the, all over the place. Like, why? Why is this now? No, like, you know, the dog meant, meant so much to me where I just appreciate, like, the time. I listened to the information. I was like, okay, let's let's take a plan of action and let's spend time with this God-given creature that's helped me through time and make sure she lives a comfortable life. She doesn't complain. She's got bone cancer. She's been walking around asking for treats. You know what I mean? I I come from that. I want to come from that humble place, right? Where COVID for me, it's like you know, like you said, you have all these strongholds of, you know, hockey's your thing. You know, gym was my thing 24/7. Where now this podcast is out and the gyms are open, I'm like. I might go for an hour, but it's no longer a thing where it's like, yo, I got to go 24-7. It's not your crutch. It's not my crutch because what becomes you love, it, it eventually actually becomes a thing that screws you over, right? Things that you think you have to do. And if you guys are listening, you guys might have that crutch. You might have something that you're worshiping, holding on to because you think you have nothing else. And you might have to break that down. And either you will do it or God will eventually at some point. He'll find that breaking point for you in your life. Yeah, and I talk about trauma comes and happens, and but situations happen in life. Uh, you're going to go through that. And so, yeah, we just hope that we can keep instilling that kind of conversation moving forward. And a, a big crutch, too, because it's something that I can relate to is the social media crutch. The, all, the, the feeling of always needing to be on social media, on Instagram, on whatever it is. Like, if you can't go a day without something, it's, it's a serious addiction, right? And like when I lost my Instagram, I'm happy that that losing my instagram it didn't now i'm not dependent on it i know what it is to to function and go through life without instagram when before i didn't i needed it every second so now that i have it back it's just like it's it's a tool that you know like yes i'm i'm going to use it for uh for its benefit 
but I'm not going to be addicted to it. It's not going to control me. It's not going to de- determine if I'm happy or, or, or sad. And that's something that hockey, it's good that I'm going through this now because if I didn't have that relationship with God, I'd be, I'd be so like, you know how much I love hockey. How pissed would I be? Right, you wouldn't. See, we wouldn't be here right now talking. I'll be honest. Like we'll talk because you go to the games. You're you show up for the guys and watch the games. And I feel bad when I'm telling you how great I'm feeling. <laughs> right? I'm like, man, I'm so happy hockey's back and I'm feeling so great. And you're like there with your leg up. Like I know how like you probably love it even more than I do. And I'm just like, man, am I an asshole? Like just saying how much I how much I'm loving that we're back with the boys and playing hockey again. And here you are, like you know, I'm like it inspires me because I'm like. You know, he's focused, right? Like you and I talk about this podcast and how we're focused on it. It means something to us. Um, and we hope, like we said, that one person, maybe one person each that listens to it each episode will decide to disinvest and maybe let me try this out. Let me see if God can be the answer. He is the answer. But we know that it, that takes time. It takes a process. Um, it all comes it, it all comes on. It, it happens when you least expect it to. Like for me, when God's it happened timing. to me. It happened, it happened to me. At a, t- at a point where I was at my lowest when I was, you know, I, literally depressed every day, like going through the highs and lows of gambling. And then finally, when it hits you, you like it wakes you up. So it all it all starts by you calling on his name. You got to you got to speak to him because if you don't if you don't call on his name, you know, that conversation is not going to be there. So it all it all starts with that first prayer of you reaching out, being like, you know, you know, God, please speak to me. I, you know, I I want to change my life. I want you to be guiding my life. I'm done. I, I want to give up control. That's all it starts with, right? There's nobody you can go seek. There's no uh, there's no church you can go to. To you, you don't have to go there. You don't have to pay any money for it. Like there's people like that. That's the thing about religion that I hate because people think it's transactional. It's, Oh, I got to, when I go to church, I got to donate money. I got to give money. That's when, when I, when I go to church and I uh, choose to give offerings, I know that's going to, you know, paying for the lights. It's paying for people's coffees. When you go to the auditorium, it's paying for, you know, like the bench that I'm sitting on. It's not paying my way to get into heaven, paying to, to erase my sins. That's not what it's about. So I had to clarify that because I know a lot of people are confused. So yeah, like whatever you're going through in life, right? And you feel that it's it's too much that you can handle. All I ask is that, you know, you just call, like, say one prayer, right? And keep it consistent. Don't think that your blessing is going to come right away. Because I'll be, I'll tell you, it, it might, it might not, right? When when someone wins the lottery, who you don't want to to win the lottery, and that hap- and there's good people that win the lottery too, but that blessing comes when they didn't expect it, and that blessing can be in anything. It could be someone else coming into your life that's going to help you with your venture, right? It's going to be a new job opportunity, but you need to be spiritually clear first, mentally clear, so when that blessing comes, you don't like you're able to receive it and use it to the best of your ability. I don't want my blessing to come when like when I'm fucked up or when like uh, I'm at my lowest point when I'm at my lowest point where that blessing can go over my head right it's about being prepared for it and that's another thing like in anything in life whether it's sports you got to be prepared for different situations that are going to occur and when you uh you're right because if you don't know god you actually won't know if it's a blessing or not or a curse right you won't know when when you're not in that relationship i want to give you guys a simple tool to understand if you're thinking how will i know it works like if i'm praying how will i know it's working or like, what are the signs? Um, Aaron said, pray and continue to pray and be direct with your words because God knows your heart. 
Like he knows what you think about 24-7, even if you don't connect with him and want a relationship. But if you think about your relationships in life, think about that girl you have a crush on, that guy you want to be with, how much you care about that. It will only be as good as the effort you put into it. And that is the relationship you want to have with God. The more effort and trust you put into God, the more the blessings will come. The, the, the signs are clear because you're building that connection. If you want certain blessings or the, the praise of God, etc., you got to put in that effort with God continually and be honest. So say if you want God, I want my business to make a billion dollars in a year, pray to God. And he will, no, honestly, though, pray to God and he will let you know if that, if that is in, in his will. Like, be honest, be direct. Like, God, I pray. And, like, pray for the good things that that, that that mean something real to you that's not about, like, ego, pride. Like, I, a lot of times, I honestly pray to God about things I want him to heal me from. You know, I pray to God that he gets rid of my anxiety and I spend more time in his word. Right? I pray for this podcast. Before I come and work on this podcast, I pray that I allow God to work through me through this podcast because God works through people. I don't want it to be just Alex, Alex's ego flying through or, you know, me, me, me. I want God to be working sometimes through me, actually all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, how will you know it works? Just pray and be direct. Be honest. Be accountable too. Like, hey, God, I lied to this person. I cheated on this person. Because God knows everything you're doing, right? Like, imagine, imagine people could hear your thoughts. Imagine you're walking around your day and you people could hear your thoughts. Scary. Scary. The things that sometimes we think about, the anger that comes, you're just like, I don't want to think those things. So just know God knows your thoughts. God knows your heart. So he already knows everything. You're lying to him if you're not going to speak to it to his name. Like he knows. Like I knew when I was doing bad things, I wasn't telling other people. The thoughts I had, I was like, man, if I tell someone this, like there, no one's going to like me. No one's going to trust me. I have evil thoughts, right? So you're you have to be praying willingly diligently with god pray in the privacy and work on that over time and and if you want to sign like how am i going to know it's going to work ask yourself if you're consistent first if you can be consistent ask yourself do i feel more peace am i kinder to others do i feel uh, uh you know stress relievers am i feeling more free am i feeling more confident in myself right because sometimes for things to become true in life we have to speak it we have to speak it this podcast is going to be amazing for people because I speak it to be true. I'm never going to lower the, the expectations of God, of God given things, things. And and look at your own, just look at your own lifestyle. Like, uh, and just be honest with yourself. Like, do you find yourself when you're around people constantly gossiping or, you know, uh, trying to like shift blame on other people for like things that you should be accountable for? Um, are you like avoiding your own reality of stuff that you know you're dealing with but you're just trying to put it off and like you know not being honest these type of things like if you're constantly if you and your friend groups are always just gossiping about others you got to ask yourself is this what i constantly want to participate in is this bringing me any value to my life or do i need to change the people i'm around or or be that person that changes the conversation Right nowadays, you got to be able to stand up. Like, if, if in your friend group, why don't you just reverse it on them and be like, you know, us talking about this person right now that's not here to defend them, right? What is that bringing? What, what value is that bringing to us? Be that person that in the group, you know, and you, maybe you, you might lose your friends, but at least you're you, like they're gonna look at you and be like, yo, this person, he's woke, you know, like he's this, this he's not, God, he's not God a sheep. Is going to love right? you. That's yeah. all that matters. You might have your four friends say, "Fuck you, bud." Yeah, but you know, my God's good. 
And I always say, like, I rather lose four friends and and have, honor God yeah. over everything else. Because and have you yourself, you, you you like have yourself. You know, yeah. like we talked about uh, before, like being able to go eat by yourself or being able to hang out by yourself. That's the that's the the biggest thing that you could uh, reward yourself with. You know, being able to be comfortable to hang out by yourself. You know, and uh, another thing about like even shifting the blame if you know that the reason why you're not achieving something um is because you know your habits aren't right your discipline's not there then stop blaming other people for your current situation take control of it right P- bring god into the conversation and get to it like you know if you want if you want to be healthier if you want to start eating better all that like stop shifting stop shifting the blame because your blessings are going to be what you need not what you want Amen. Two different things. If you're praying to God for stuff that you want, I'm telling you, like the stuff that 95% of people want are things that, you know, it's pride and ego, like what you said, things that fuel that, things for, you, things for you to flex on other people, to show off. That's not going to come. He's going to give you what you need when you when you call on it. And like, it's just what we said from day one, this, this podcast is going to challenge you about how you participate every day in culture. Culture is always going to be there, you know? We're still in it. We're still fight every day. It's it's a spirit spiritual warfare. I think that's one. I someone actually messaged me being like, "What do you mean about spiritual warfare?" Because uh, we we say it a lot. So I think that you should explain to them what does that mean. So the spiritual warfare, um, when we're when you realize you were spiritual beings first, we're created specifically uniquely by God, each and every single one of us. When man and woman comes together, we're conceived, we're made uniquely, right. This is our flesh, like our bodies. But when somebody dies, their spirit is gone. Their soul is gone. Spiritual warfare, where you know you have wars and strife. If I could give an example that could make it easier for everybody, it's like having tension in a family, tension in a household, where everyone feels it, but nothing happens yet. But it's going on. Like, say, uh, a father in the family is a drunk or is angry. And he keeps it to himself until one day he always snaps. That one time a month, it comes out physically. But spiritually, it's there. That tension is there. That energy, that negative energy is there. That's your spirit. You can sense those spirits. When you sense different types of energies, that's your spirit knowing something's going on that can't be seen physically. When um, you're with a friend, you know he's lying to you. Or you know he's being snaky. Or you can tell he's not being honest with you. You have this, this feeling. There's a certain tension. We have a certain moral compass that's been designed by God. It's already in us. This is why we're so connected to God. When we read the word, it heals us because there is something that's ingrained in our body that that is, goes on in the spiritual realm that eventually happens physically. So when I always talked about things that happen physically already happened spiritually. If somebody has an affair in a marriage, it happened before the, the cheating happened because the thought happened first. How many times have you guys are listening, you thought something first before you did it? All the time. And who knew about it? Nobody. God did, but nobody else does. That's a spiritual war. There's a spiritual conversation that goes on within us that we act on. And if we don't know where the source comes from, we can lead into dark things thinking we're doing good. So if you don't, when you don't have a faith, when you don't have a governing body, when you don't have God, the Word of God, to guide your path, You'll start taking in this certain spirits, these demonic spirits to act on things um, that don't come from a place of love, kindness, empathy, vulnerability, transparency, courage, bravery. 
they'll come from a place of bitterness, resentment, anger. Um, you know, you have a tragic moment and you build this anger. That's why Aaron and I will give you testimonies of our life and how we allowed certain things to fester in us spiritually that came out physically eventually that were doing damaging things, negative things. We talked about already in this episode that we have everybody has an impact on other people. So a spiritual warfare just means there are things that are happening that are not seen by the naked eye. Great explanation. Yeah, no, it's so, good that we clarified that because, and that's, and I'm, I'm happy that people are asking these type of questions because we want to know, like, if things that we're saying are making you wonder, like, oh, I can't really, really, I don't understand what what these guys are talking about. Always ask because I'm, we'll be happy to explain. You know, so it's good. It's a good conversation. And and yeah, we, we, yeah, we read all the comments. Like, I already appreciate you guys on the YouTube channel commenting on the YouTube channel. Um, suggesting things we should talk about as well. Like we'll, we're go- we write all those things down. We will get into every kind of topic you guys want us to talk about. We'll get into specifics of relationships, you know, things to look out for in relationships, whatever type of, type of thing you want. And if you, yeah, like you said, any kind of questions you want to get to, um, you let us know. We'll bring it up. Aaron and I are learning too. Like I'm not a master in religion, Christianity, guys. <laughs> right? I'm learning over time. I full-heartedly believe, and I'm learning as I age in my life with people. So thank you so much for listening today, guys. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you do like the video, like it, leave a comment, ask a question. You know, spread your curiosity. We, we answer. We get back to you guys. We want to talk about all these different kind of topics you guys are struggling with. We will get into more episodes of our lives, our testimonies. We want you guys to connect to us. So we're going to share things that we went through as well. Um, subscribe to the Apple podcast, leave a review. If you do like it a lot, five stars always. So thank you so much. Aaron's got the verse of the day. Yep. So this is uh Romans chapter eight, verses nine, nine and 10. And it goes, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. If the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So, you know, it's, it's powerful. Don't don't think that your sinful nature and the, your the temptation, the things, the evil thoughts, are coming from God and are you? You know, separate that and just know that the Holy Spirit can always outshine the devil. You tell the devil to get to get out of your system. You pray to God and say, God, take away these evil thoughts, take away the lust, the like the the control, the manipulation, all of those things, and He'll be there to answer you. He you will. Know? It, it it starts with that. And we, Aaron, I pray you guys. We'll continue to work with God, eventually get to God. We pray God hits you guys through this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. We'll talk to you guys soon.